Thanks for checking out this episode of Business Black Belts. I really appreciate you listening and hope you get some great insights out of today's leader. Let's dive into the show. So hey everybody, welcome back to Business Black Belts. I'm excited today to have one of my friends on, Drew English from Charter & Co. Drew, thanks so much for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks, Miles, for having me. Excited to be here today. So I know we have a lot in common, both uh, being familiar with the Wheaton area, uh, both entrepreneurs, both trying to build faith-driven businesses. So I'm I'm looking forward to this because it's rare that I have what I feel like is kind of more of a carbon copy of what I'm trying to do on the show. Um, But I thought to start, for anyone who doesn't know you, maybe you could just uh, introduce yourself and what you guys do at Charter. Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Drew English. I've uh, I've been kind of fascinated with the creative world, uh, everything from music to video to art. Uh, you know, probably ever since I could walk on uh, on my own two feet. Um, and so, you know, I've explored uh, in the last uh, twenty six years here just. Uh, various ways to do that. And I spent a lot of time in the music world, a lot of time um, in kind of the recording and the sound design world. But I've really found a passion for art and storytelling um, inside of video world and specifically in uh, video for brands. And so I think there's an interesting nuance. And, and that's why I started chartering company to explore this and help other people. Uh, brands, you know, it's uh, the term brand gets thrown out all the time. Uh, and sometimes business is a more comfortable word for people. Uh, but the way I view business is, is business is this awesome operating system. It's a skeleton. It's, it's a tax ID. It's a business plan. It's a marketing plan and, and a sales plan. But I, I view brand as this term for how do we put the skin? How do we put the face? How do we put the, the style and the clothing choices and the haircut onto this skeleton of a business? And that's what really what, what gives a business the features that are distinguishable and recognizable. And so I started chartering company um, in order to explore what, what does it look like to help brands tell that story and, and give themselves that personality and that voice using uh, the framework of video and then specifically kind of a longer form two to four minute brand anthems. Uh, so that's what we do here. We, we do motion design and we do live, uh, live video production and we use that to tell brand stories uh, for businesses all across all sectors. And I know the story of you becoming an entrepreneur is going to be inspiring to other people um, because so many people are afraid to cross the chasm from being a marketer at a company to building their own agency. I feel like everyone who's been on this side has at least thought about doing what you've done, uh, successfully done. So maybe you could just speak to what made that gap of you like video, you like marketing, you like branding to you're going to actually put your flag in the ground of building your own company to do it? Absolutely. That's a great question, Miles. So it kind of goes back to, uh, you know, my time at, uh, you know, my first round of uh, college and I went to Wheaton College. I spent some time there and through kind of a journey uh, through through mental health and through emotional emotional health and relationships and friendships and academics, I realized that that experience and that time wasn't wasn't right for me in that moment. And so I, I took some time and I got the chance to work for a software company after uh, after leaving my time at Wheaton College. Uh, and, and at the software company, I really fell in love with uh, video. I worked on their marketing team specifically on video, as well as uh, graphic design assets and then kind of building uh, design and web. And so in my time there, I finished a degree in marketing communications online, um, and, and I kind of 
fought that journey uh, to, to say, I want to continue to educate myself and learn more um, about the industry. But, but what I really fell in love with was this brand storytelling. And, and how, do we, how do we tell stories for a software company? Um, how do we tell inspiring emotional stories for something like that? And this software company was in the ed tech space. My dad started it um, in 2012, and I got the chance to work with him, which was so awesome. Um, and, and ed tech, you know, education technology, Sounds like it'd be a really boring subject, um, and I felt like I have a challenge. How do we how do we tell a great story um, inside of what's what's literally a bunch of code on on a on a cloud platform? And what's really cool is is there's so many stories inside of that. So many stories about the administrators and the educators and the students that benefit that were benefiting from a software platform. So for me, I really fell in love with uh, you know telling a story for a single brand. But, but all the while, I just have this passion for working with nonprofits on the side. And so after hours, you know, nonprofits are pretty flexible. Uh, after my nine to five job, I would link up with nonprofits that wanted my freelance work. Um, of a local Young Life group was uh, one of the first people that really took a step and believed in me. Um, and, and I came from shooting weddings and they said, hey, we, we like what you're doing there. We like what you're doing with your software stuff. Would you film some, uh, some nonprofit content? And I think that moment when somebody believed in me and that I that I could do uh, more than my resume said I could. Uh, at that point, I said, you know what? I've got a passion for telling a lot of brand stories, not necessarily for following the single journey along print, along digital, along web, along analytics. Like, how do I how do I make videos for a ton of brands? How do we explore a ton of stories across a ton of sectors? And how we how do we do that well? And so I, I took the leap in November of 2018. Uh, put in my notice and then I had a had a dad and uh, parents that were just really encouraging, really proud of me for doing this. And I started chartering company and, and you know, started against kind of all the odds. Uh, 20, 23 year old at that point with no portfolio of work. And we're going up against people who start agencies with a list of big clients and a, and a set of great videos. Uh, so we really grew from the ground up. You know, we grew from uh, you know, a set of a set of very low, very low level, very minimal content to growing a client base and, and just kind of journeying one day at a time. And it's pretty incredible. It feels like in about four years time, how far you've come when you have an office in Wheaton, you've got more young people than uh, I, I can keep track of in terms of how fast you are. And it sounds like it's just gone phenomenally. Yeah, yeah, it's been great. It's the people along the journey that have meant everything to me. Um, I get to I get the chance to work with a bunch of great people um, at, at the company, from uh, motion designers and, and art art directors to uh, people who are just wizards of video editing and, and incredible community builders, sales marketing people. Um, it's it's re it's really been a journey of uh, just building relationships. I'm a relational guy. I'm a relational leader. Um, you know, as a, as a leader, I think, you know, as a, somebody who's running and, and operating a company day to day, uh, I have a lot of skill sets that are different than how that normally looks. And, and those all, a lot of those, you know, kind of center around building relationships and, and people development and helping people uh, even find, you know, who they're meant to be and what, what they're best at. You know, there's a, a point of a journey where I hired a, a, an old colleague of mine and he's moved on to do some incredible uh, motion design work on the East Coast. Uh, but when I hired him, I had to look at myself and say, oh, shoot, you're not the best video editor in the firm anymore. You're, you're not the best camera guy. Okay, gr okay, Drew, what are you going to be good at? Well, what's, what's, what's your next step? 
Um, and I think that's been my journey. I've, I've found that actually I, I just love activating people. And, and so what I've continued to do is just hire people around me, build, you know, contract relationships, freelance relationships with people who are just way better at that stuff than I, than I ever can be. Uh, but what I what I'm able to do is just is just synthesize, uh, you know, information, develop creative treatments and just inspire people to go do that better than I ever could alone. Uh, and that's really been a huge blessing to, to just work with people who are incredibly talented. And I'm so curious how you think about this as, as a Christian in business. I often wrestle with the idea of, like you said, building a business in a way that honors God with how people treat each other, with how you bring out people's gifts and steward money and serve the community and everything with how big it should be. Because so much of one side of kind of the secular part of entrepreneurship is like, grow, 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 like, charter like isn't a success unless you have a skyscraper next to first trust in 20 years and like you know like it's just all about and uh and you don't strike me as someone who um really struggles with humility in the sense that you don't seem concerned about whether it's five people or five thousand people or can you speak to your mindset and why you're so at peace with uh kind of just doing the right thing and letting it work out how it does instead of maybe trying to force your will on the world like so so many of us are taught a- absolutely no that's a that's a great question miles um you know i think i can can split it into two parts um and so first part you know just remembering our roots uh i i did a lot of time um in kind of a church world i'm still very active in our church at willow creek today um and and what you know what what i started with was student ministry and i started with uh doing a lot of work in music and, and kind of media and student ministry. I went on to serve, um, you know, uh, as a volunteer quite, quite often on the weekends playing bass or, or working, you know, live stream audio. I, I worked a couple summers at my previous church and learned a lot from the people there. That's close relationships uh, that, that really have carried into even the business today. One of them's on as a consultant, um, on, as a project management consultant, and is just doing some awesome stuff for us here. Uh, remembering our roots, you know, it goes back to that Young Life uh, video. We, we had a dinner. We had a dinner to celebrate. Uh, we actually rebranded the, the business last August. We had a dinner to celebrate that um, in August and, and invited some of our clients, some of our family, some of our close friends. And I invited a, a couple of the, the team at uh, Young Life in Wheaton. And, and I, as I got up to just give a quick uh, toast before dinner, I said, it's just about remembering the people that, that least you believe. Um, and so I said, I, I was leased belief and I didn't have it in myself. I, I was given that lease by uh, a couple people, my family, uh, the coworkers I've got. And I said, Young Life uh, in Wheaton. I said, that's a team that, that I, I, again, I didn't have a resume to, to go build a bunch of nonprofit content. And at the end of the day, it's, it's not even the quality of what we're doing today. But they believed in me when I didn't have that in myself. And, and I felt like I was able to return it to them in that moment. And say, hey, I've grown that belief, and here's that belief that you leased me back. And I'm so, I'm, I'm so much, you know, richer in the depth of what I believe in myself, and 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 what I do. And we're so much, you know, greater of a team because of you guys. And so what we've done is we've committed, you know, well, we can't, we can't always, uh, you know, work on a the cost that some nonprofits uh, can can operate on. Uh, we've committed, you know, hey, they're they're a partner for life. And so as long as we're doing what we do at Charter and Co. We're working with Young Life on on kind of a, a very reduced cost uh, 
basis to get a, a really powerful video done for them every year. And that just comes from remembering, you know, where you started, remembering, uh, you know, the, that ground moment and growing this. And, and they were there from the start. And we, we just want to continue to be there for them as we grow into bigger business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I yeah. love that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it very, it's just a really great, you know, it's great partnership, which is really cool. Um, and, and I think the, you know, the, the second answer, um, I think I was mentioning kind of there's a, a, a second deal there. Um, and I am blanking on that now, which is bad. So, uh, yeah, well, it might come back to you. I, I think you're so right. One of the things that I've, I guess, answered probably as a common question when you go back to Wheaton or something and talk about entrepreneurship is how do you get the energy to do it? Um, and I've probably yeah. toned it back. I think I used to more put like pictures of a watch at two in the morning, which at the time was getting attention to get customers. But I, yeah, I probably toned back from the Gary V uh, a little. But it, it's interesting because people often ask that. And I, I've sort of answered it as like, because we have a mission like driven company, like we're like donating a percentage of profits to charity. Like when Ukraine is going on or Afghanistan's going on, or I see a homeless person like, I'm motivated like Mm. explicitly to keep building because the more I do it, the more like I'm going to see the community better off. Or I'm going to, like you said, you're going to see the people that you're trying to build up better off. or You're going to see the clients better off. And uh, I think it's an underrated thing to put your heart and your passion into serving those three stakeholders like you're doing Um, just because it really doesn't feel like work because it's like when you've seen a videographer who, couldn't find consistent work, come find a home at charter. Like once you've seen that once, like I really think it's addictive, like in a good yeah. way. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. And then I'm sitting here and I'm remembering what I was trying to say there is, is, uh, you know, I heard a podcast a while ago. It was, uh, you know, a business podcast I follow. And one of the guests on there was talking about, um, when, when, it, when have you grown a company that's big enough? Um, and, and that, that podcast is driving down the highway that, that has resonated with me since the day I heard it. Um, big enough. Uh, and this, this, this guy, he, he started um, kind of a whiteboard animation company at the forefront of whiteboard animators, which were a really popular trend back in the day. And he, one of his first projects was helping uh, the U.S. government explain how to use the internet to, to people. And this was 2007. So you have a lot of older adults who, who would really benefit from the internet. As, and you know, as we know now, it's, it can be crippling to not understand how to use that. And his task was to uh, build a series of whiteboard explainers to, to help people use the internet in 2007. Uh, he talked about starting this company. It's him and his wife. And he said from, from, day, from day one, he had a couple of rules. He had a couple of boundaries set in place. And, and one of those boundaries was that they were never going to hire anyone. And another one of those boundaries was they were never going to have a physical office space. And another one of those boundaries, the last boundary was we are, uh, we are never going to take beyond 10 projects at a time. And those are the boundaries. I mean, you are. Ca- it seems like you're capping your potential. Um, but but what he learned from that was was uh, it, it actually just creates a space for vertical creativity. And so that's one of our philosophies at Charter that that when I bring anyone on, we talk about immediately. Uh, we talk about exercising vertical creativity. Uh, so if we're gonna if we're gonna build a fence, you know, on our little farm, and whether that farm is Charter or whether that farm's a specific video project. We're going to respect the boundaries really well. And, and in doing so, we get the opportunity to innovate and, and build up instead of out. Um, if we respect the fence, we get the chance to build up and build new things. 
uh, which is really cool. And so, you know, as I heard that and I heard how he found ways to build up, you know, he built a network where he could, uh, you know, refer people to other whiteboard artists when he couldn't take on another project. And he, he built some side income, passive income off of that. And he helped other whiteboard artists grow from his network. And, you know, he said he's, he's taking vacations with his family all the time because he doesn't have to tend to an office building. And he's not worrying about uh, the people on his team. He's worrying about the relationships he's building. So for me, I, I took that moment. I really analyzed what's, what's working at Charter. What's, what's one of the best things about this? And I said, one of the best things about this company is coming in every day. At this point, we have four people. I said, we, I come in every day and I feel like I could have a meaningful conversation with every person here by the time that I leave. Like I could, I could come in, I could have a really meaningful conversation. And so that's one of the boundaries I set, you know, early in this stage of four people for myself. You know, I don't know what that number looks like um, on, on the hiring scale and, and whether we're, we're where we're at for a while, whether we hire some new people. Um, who, who knows, but I know for a fact that when my heart starts to, to see that I can't have a meaningful, a, a life-giving conversation with everyone on the team every day if I wanted to, then, then we've, we've grown too far. And so, so how do we grow up? Uh, how do we grow out um, without you know, violating that boundary? Because that's what matters. The heart of a company was built on relationships, was built on people, was built on just, just uh, making each other better every day. And and you know, I think when I when I look at that, I mean, that, that's what's driven us for you know so far to this success. And trying to respect that and say uh, honor that that was one of the things that that made this successful from the start. Not losing sight of that, you know, it, it takes setting a boundary in place. So I found that to be a really beneficial thing. It's so interesting. Everyone uses the word with outside the box with creativity, but I think the best creativity is inside a box. It's like you're right. Otherwise, Absolutely. it's just it's kind of uh, tends towards entropy. Uh, so yeah. I, I know you mentioned something. I really like how you described brand because I, I know lots of this audience that listens to this show is entrepreneurs, and and there's a a struggle for entrepreneurs as they're growing uh, to figure out how to define their brand, how to get it onto a website, how to not spend a million dollars. Like you, as you mentioned, you have a lot of competition that um, right. I think is really, really, really expensive to even for basic stuff. And it's this kind of mythical thing that people like you, you kind of have the X factor, like he just gets it and everything he says is perfect. And like, how do I do it? Like, what would be your advice to, to someone who's just starting the journey of, they've been a little bit successful, but defining the brand, like, trying to visualize it. Like, how does someone start down the process? And you're welcome to pitch charter at any point in your answer. I, uh, I'm i just trying to understand. I think it's an intimidating thing for most people. Absolutely. Um, you know, I love charter. Another thing I love is the story brand community. And so uh, story brand is, is, a, is a group uh, that was started by Donald Miller, who wrote a book called Building Your Story Brand. And uh, kind, of, kind of that really grew as far as a marketing resource and a brand resource um, into actually a bigger community uh, that, that offers, you know, kind of uh, business learning online and offers kind of marketing guides or consultants. So I'm, I'm actually a, a story brand uh, certified guide. And so I work on kind of a story brand kind of network and, and offer marketing and, and kind of brand build uh, projects to, to people in the community, to other businesses. And so I actually just really want to talk about what I've learned from from the story brand uh, kind of philosophy, um, because that really changed the way that we view uh, how we do business internally. H how do I talk to people at work? 
because uh, that's a part of your brand, your internal brand. You know, the, the, the way that you communicate, the way that you delegate, those things are a part of your brand, as well as the external facing part. And a brand, I just you know, take a second to define it. It's not a logo. Uh, it's not a typeface. It's not a set of colors. It's not uh, the imagery on your website. It, it really comes from a story. And so that's where that, that idea of story brand, I think, li- really links and falls into place. And so I, I view, you know, the biggest flip that we made was Charter's not a hero. Charter's not a hero of the story that we're trying to share with other brands. And so I talked to a lot of people we do video with about this. You know, we're not, we're not looking to present your company as a hero. We're looking to present your company as a guide. Uh, and we want you to be, you know, we want your company, just, just like we found was important, but we're the guide. And what we, what we try to do is we set up the companies we work with as the hero. And I set up as a, as a business leader, I set up everyone else here as a hero. And I, I just play the guide role. You know, I'm, I'm not the master video editor. Like I mentioned, I've, I've been eclipsed many times over by the, the amazing talent we have here. Uh, but I actually get to play the role of, of helping them uh, succeed and, and achieve their dreams and, and achieve client goals. And, you know, just like that, we, we play the role of a guide to our clients. They're on a journey. They want to be the hero of that journey. People want to hear uh, that they're valued and a part of a story. And so, you know, the first big thing I think about um, defining a brand and, and just like going the next step is is looking at the story you're telling, looking at the journey, looking at the customer journey. And, and the real question is, how do you get yourself out of a hero mode? Um, a couple tangible ways might be removing imagery of your entire company from the top of your website. Uh, that's one way to do it. You know, the very first thing somebody sees, is it the founder's face or is it, is it, you know, for us, it, it, you see a video loop on our website, it's projects we've helped clients succeed with. And, and okay, is your about us page one of the first things you're trying to talk about? Um, or, or is it actually the, the problems that your client is facing and, and some of the solutions you offer? You know, are you giving them a plan uh, to, to help them conquer this challenge? And even are you are you balancing empathy and authority? That's a, that's a big conversation we have here often. Is how are, how are we being empathetic, but how are we being at the same time the experts in what we do? Uh, we're not looking to to sit and waddle in the problems that you know all of the problems that our clients are facing. Uh, but we want to meet them there. We want to we want to say, hey, we get it because you know I grew a brand from the ground up. We work with some people who are are looking to to do that bigger. Uh, maybe they have a big brand and they're looking to do it better. And and it's like, hey, I, we want to meet you there. We understand. I, I get what it's like. But at the same time, like we've been doing this for a bunch of people. We've seen a lot of really cool success. We've had a lot of really cool ways to do it. And, and we're excited to give you a plan that ends in success. So again, there's there's so much. There's a wealth of knowledge on the story brand method out on the uh, on the internet. You can you can find more about that at, at uh, marketingmadesimple.com. Uh, you find a lot of resources that are really helpful, and that's through Donald Miller's network uh, story brand. But honestly, if that's my first advice. Go define that story. Don't touch your logo. Don't touch your colors. Define your story. That's how you make a brand. That's how you make a brand that lasts and a brand that actually you know builds a legacy, communicates well. I love that because I think it, I'm obviously more in the sales space. I think it's also the same thing in sales is salespeople have been taught. You have to sell why you're the hero. Like, and, and I, I think it's true in dating. I mean, there's probably a million analogies where it's true that people 
when they get defensive and want something, they try to position their own strength. And I love what you said because it's not just a mark, it's not digital marketing thing. It's just a way of being as a company, which is really saying we do not exist to bring the attention to ourselves. We we right. really exist to enable you. Um, and it's amazing how that shifts every part of marketing. To your point, if done right, because suddenly pitching white papers on why charter is so great becomes absolutely insane compared to the idea of helping create materials of why you have so much great stuff you should talk about. Here's a way to synthesize it or something. And, uh, and you're so right. I think it it works. Absolutely. You know, one of the things I've learned in the, in the sales process, because I do a lot of community development, we call it today, community development spans, in my opinion, from marketing to sales to client onboarding and, and client success. And so we kind of in our small lean team, we call it commu- the community team, uh, you know, development on a community. And one of the things, you know, that I've just found really valuable is, is the idea of going below the line uh, and, I, and going below the line, uh, it comes in play all the time in sales, where, where you know, you might be at one place and you as a salesperson, you might have an idea that you, you, you want to land here. You know, you want to land on a price point, a project scope. Uh, a client might come in with a different idea. And you talk about negotiating and anchoring and who's who's saying what first. But at the end of the day, uh, you know, sometimes that that line here where you start, it, it can get it can get competitive. You can move towards competition instead of collaboration. Uh, what I've really found is, okay, if, if somebody's not understanding, you know, you know, what is what is the purpose of this video? You know, suddenly it's it's me against them. It's dollar against dollar. It's project against project, timeline against timeline. Um, you know, again, that, that like, well, they're the hero. So what am I going to do? Am I going to rise to competitive stance? No, I want to I actually drop below the line. And, and there's actually just this, there's this, uh, there's something that hides below the line. Usually you don't know what that is until you ask about it. And so, you know, I, I might, I might hear you say miles, um, you, miles, you might say to me, Drew, that's, that's a very, it's a very, um, it's a very expensive, uh, video product you're selling. You know, I don't, I don't feel like you really, you know, you connected with, uh, you know, our cost or our budget. And, and for, for me, it's just like, you know, okay, like, What's the value that this could bring? What's the what's what's the deeper you know what's the deeper insight? You know what why why do you feel that way? Um, what what's you know just be able to frame that and suddenly you might understand, man, it's money's tight over there and they and they've got they've actually got some really exciting things down the line and and maybe the person I'm talking to at that point maybe you as as the customer I'm talking to, maybe you've been tasked with something that's that's, that's nearly impossible. And you're trying to get a video done at this budget and everyone you've talked to, they can't meet that budget. And, and maybe you actually get the value of this video, but you're going home to, to a situation that I don't know about on the other end. Um, and, and you're going home to stress and then, you know, finishing a master's degree or a family that, that you've got to cook dinner for that night. And you're trying to get out of the, get out of the office by 4.30 and you're sitting here on a, on a negotiating call, trying to figure out kind of a final, you know, what are we going to do together? And, and, and the power of going below the line, I can't tell you how many times I've figured out things about, uh, at that point, ne- next step clients, you know, they become our clients. That, that is, uh, it's just been invaluable to understand. Invaluable to understand that, wow, you know what, what really matters is it's not the price, it's not the cost. 
it's not the timeline. It's not the, the visual look or having it filmed here. It's maybe it's me getting out the door at four 30. Cause I've got something really important at home that I need to take care of. And suddenly you just, you just start to understand there's more to people than just uh, revenue, job titles, the, the type of company they are. You know, again, that's 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 part of part of a, a brand. It's it's the people face and not, not the business face. And so, how do you go below the line? Uh, how do you slide into just like what, what's for real human emotion here? What's the experience? Mm-hmm. I love. I think J.P. Morgan once used to say, uh, "People have a real reason for doing things and a reason that they give you." Yeah, they have a sound, and it's it's it's. You're right. It's so much of our human conversation operates at this level. Yeah, you really press into what's going on here. It often has nothing to do with you. The other thing right, I love right. that you said is selling from the same side of the table is so important. If you if you take the stance of we're trying to together work as a team towards a win win, um, I think it it's so helpful because what happens, I think our emotions are so wired towards egocentric pride and selfishness yeah. that naturally when one side kind of pulls towards their own self-interest, it naturally makes us want to rotate around the table. I think if you can be disciplined to stay on the same side of the table, if we're working towards the same goal, like, and if we're not working towards the same goal, that's a problem. If I, if I, my own self-interest is driving this relationship, like that's a mirror of myself of, well, I got to be really careful. And I think you're right that the most meaningful interactions usually come from for like a client when they start to pull towards self-interest and you're right there next to them. Like, how can I help you protect your yep. self-interest? Yep. As long as you decide to follow their self-interest around, you're, yeah. you can never really be at odds. Um, but people forget that because like you said, if they object to price and you say, I, I understand it looks like we shouldn't do a project because I, I genuinely do not want to spend money you don't have. Yeah, it often comes out. Actually, I do have the money. It's just so backwards that like human emotions are are strange. I think my uh, my learning. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I love I love what you're saying. Um, you know, around sitting at the same side of the table. You know, charter. I, I started charter as a vehicle. It's an instrument. I now now granted, um, it's growing and taken. You know, I've seen that play out, and I've I've really grown in what I, I think that means uh, since day one. But I started charter as an instrument or as a vehicle for success, for for internal success. To to as we've grown to a team of nine people now. Um, it's, we're looking for internal success. We're looking for a company that acts as a vehicle for people to succeed financially, to succeed personally, to succeed professionally, for families to succeed. Um, and so if Charter is not a vehicle or an instrument for that, well, well we're, we're not doing something right. Uh, but on the flip side, Charter is an instrument and a vehicle to be used by our clients to help their businesses grow. And I, and I hope that their businesses are trying to help their people grow. Uh, but but when you look at it that way, it's like, well, if you're able to put X, Y, Z into the charter machine, into the instrument, we're going to be able to take that investment and make something for you that's going to grow well beyond what you invested. It's going to return multiples on that investment. And, you know, that's really how we view it. It's not sales jargon. It's, it's, it's actually how we view, like, when a client's able to invest X amount of dollars with us, we, we know we've just got so much more latitude to make a giant return on that, you know, for in the video world, it's okay. Can, can we, can we take, you know, that money? Can we, can we rent the best location possible to film this or, or can we, is this going to enable us to either internally purchase something we didn't have 
to use and just grow this project or rent something like that? Is, is this investment going to give us the latitude to go to our art director and say, we really want to make three concepts here. We want to put them on a, a, a large board. We want to have like a long, you know, four hour session, a four hour meeting with somebody and say, let's explore this concept. How are we going to create value for your clients with this video we're going to make for you? And again, if you view if you view Charter as again not the hero, and and this would go for any business, if you you view yourself as not the hero, you view yourself as a vehicle uh, for for success for your your you know your client success for your employee success. Uh, as a business owner, I view Charter as a vehicle for for my success and my family's success. And when you when you look at it that way, yeah, it's it's a skeleton, it's a tax ID, it's a business, it's a brand. A brand is, is built to care for people, to tell the story of the vehicle we're driving. But then after that, it's, it's just a thing to help people grow and to help clients grow their businesses to help other people grow too. I, I love it because I always used to, when I first started, call our business the Death Star. Like we've built the Death Star. of And uh, it's funny, I think what you're teaching me is what I really want to position as is like a lightsaber is the business in and of itself is only special with Luke Skywalker holding it. Like right, it really right. is a vehicle versus the thing in and of itself. And how often do we try to pitch the Death Star when yeah. we really would be better off positioning lightsabers? And I'm, I'm curious for you. So you mentioned you don't want to grow beyond a certain size. Um, yes. You're, mass, you're rapidly approaching a size where you wouldn't know everybody. So, so is the right. play for you to to kind of slow down and stay a boutique is the play for you to start other businesses. Like how do you personally look at, I mean, you're so young, like, yeah, I mean, you still got, you know, some room before even being 30, like you've got a fair amount of runway ahead of you. uh, Hopefully like, how do you think about what you're going to accomplish in your life, even beyond charter? I mean, it feels like it's wide open. Absolutely. You know, I view, I view charter as, as an incredible, uh, you know, an incredible thing right now, a thing we're trying to grow. There's so many ways to grow that. And again, like you said, I've, I've really tried to try to put a boundary on it of, of people um, and, and a headcount. And so, you know, like you said, we, we are approaching that. We're approaching, you know, we've got one guy who's remote. Uh, we've got people in the office that are, are here, you know, mostly full time. We've got a, a couple part time people. Um, and so, you know, how do we how do we approach growth when headcounts uh, kind of a boundary we've set? Um, and, and in the video business, as far as charter is concerned, it's, it's about relationships. It's about relationships with other people who have other businesses that, that do similar things to what we do. And how do we grow alongside them? You know, how do you view that as collaborative instead of competitive? How do we, how do we connect with great freelancers, people who are masters of their craft, who, who value, uh, you know, the, the uh, jumping from project to project and not being tied down necessarily to a single line of business. There's people out there who are incredible at what they do and, and they really desire a freelance kind of operation. So how do we connect with those people? You know, we want to connect with those people. And on the client side for Charter, you know, we've grown a great team. We feel like we've we've really grown out, you know, some, some really good roles here and we've kind of approached a good uh, creative capacity, you know, prior to kind of building an outsource network. But for clients, you know, we're, we're looking to take client relationships and, and they might start out as one video a year, like a large video, two to four minutes. It's, it's on the front of your website, 
shows at every presentation. How do we grow that into uh, a, a repeated relationship? You know, that's what we're trying to grow here is how do we see value over multiple uh, kind of use cases for video? Uh, I, I was definitely somebody who laughed at TikTok in uh, in 2017 or whatever. And, you know, I'm, I'm eating my words there, as, as everyone who laughed at it is. Uh, you know, I'm definitely a person coming from a film background. I wanted to flip my phone horizontally every time uh, because, because that's how you do video. It's, it's, a, it's a widescreen thing. Vertical video, that's people who don't know how to use their phone. Well, again, 2022, eating my words. It's not about how it used to be done. It's about how are people interacting? Well, well, people hold their phone vertically and you're trying to fill a screen. And so actually we really see a lot of life in alternate forms of content. You know, we just we just finished a PDF that we're kind of sending out and, and hosting on our website about just like three alternate ways uh, that we've seen success with using our videos or using video in general. And and uh, there's a, there's a lot of really cool nuances from from email marketing to to uh, things like physical video mailers. I mean, you can send a video in the mail. So it's how do we build relationships with clients that we just can give a library of content over the course of a year. And, and then how do we help them use that in, in every medium or scenario that's, that's going to be helpful to them and explore new mediums and scenarios? It's really cool. Uh, beyond charter, you know, I, th- I think, uh, well, you know, I, I, I've, I'm built to be an entrepreneur. And I, I, I only say that because I, I so desire to be a master of none. I, I, I used to think I was going to be, a, you know, an expert motion designer. I spent so much time on the nuances of motion design and I started to tap into 3D. And I mean, I wanted to know everything there was to know about high-end cinema cameras. And and I've realized that honestly, if I'm not running from uh, you know fire to fire or excitement to excitement or sales call to sales call, or if I'm not you know helping contribute to the review of a video that somebody edited, it's like, I'm, I'm just not like having a great day when I have to sit down and plug away at a tedious task that's just like a specialized task. Uh, it's, it's just not my favorite thing to do. Um, and so I, I think entrepreneurship lends itself to, uh, you know, wear, wearing all sorts of hats. And, and as you grow, being willing to take on new hats and hand off old hats to people who are better at it than you. Uh, but honestly, you know, beyond charter, I've just got a desire to tell stories. Um, and so, so I don't know what that'll play out as in the future. I know I, I'm always, in, I'm always going to be interested in kind of running a, a run and gun game, running an operation that, you know, is, is uh, agile, allows me to serve people all over the, the spectrum of uh, business and all over the sectors of, you know, the industries of business. Uh, but again, there's so many ways to tell stories. You know, I've, I've done some web work for people. Um, I've done some kind of brand development, brand guidance for people. And, and what's next? You know, I don't know the medium, but, but I know it's brand storytelling. I know it's helping businesses understand that they have a voice. Their voice is, is really important. The voice that they speak to people in, speak to their internal company, you know, their employees in, the voice that they speak to, uh, you know, the, the, the clients in. And like you said, you know, that, that group you guys are, are helping support Ukraine, it's, it's the voice that you speak to the global community in. And, and I want to help businesses find that. And so right now, the current train stop or the train station of video production uh, whether charter is that forever or it's something different in the future or charter goes on to be an incredible thing that I'm, I'm not a part of forever. Uh, I know I am going to be part of brand storytelling forever. Yeah, and it's so 
interesting the way you frame that kind of bookend with uh with you started at Wheaton College is B- Billy Graham said the next revival would come from businesses, hmm. not from no I guess not from individuals. I, I have to find the exact quote, but uh, yeah, yeah. I think you you bring up such a good point that most humans waking hours and life experiences dictated by how they earn a living and businesses have so much power compared to nonprofits like, or even the government collectively to make such a big difference in how they treat the world and the messages they put out and the airwaves are controlled by businesses. So when you talk about the, what you're on a mission to be a small part of is, and what I'm going to mention me a small part of is helping the right businesses get the word out and get the influence they need to make the world a better place. Yeah. Um, because I, I really do believe there's uh, it's an overused word in, in uh, the Willow Creek uh, Wheaton bubble, I'm sure, but like redemption or redemptive business is an overused word. But I think the idea that businesses could be the change they want to see in the world and yeah, then them yeah. being courteous and them being kind and them being generous could actually spark their people doing the same in the community or their customers doing the same. Um, I don't think it's a stretch that, you know, a handful of people can change the world that way. And it, it's very cool to see you, you know, leading the charge on that. You'd really be surprised at how many companies are actively already doing that. And that's one thing we do at Charter and we love is just going in like, what's the story? Well, what is the employee of, of your company that that's life has just been changed and it's waiting to be found out. Maybe you never thought to ask about that story. Uh, and even like, what is your company enabling somebody that works for you to do for their community? I can't tell you how many times I figured out uh, that, that companies have actually through, through the medium of an employee who's treated well or, or cared for well, that company is connected to some really cool community change. Uh, those are some of the stories, some of our favorite stories to tell at, at Charter and Company. Just these, these, these really cool network effect. You know, businesses can change the world. For-profits can change the world. Non, non-for-profits can too. But, but businesses just get put in the side of corporations, greed. And that's, that's totally true. But it doesn't have to be the story. It doesn't have to be how it ends. It doesn't have to be final. Um, and we're, we just love exploring that. And how are we telling those stories too? They're so, they're so beautiful. They're so cool. And how much you, the more people like you can celebrate and bring attention to those stories, the less cool it will be to drive a Ferrari down the street to show off how powerful you are. And the more cool it will be to be part of something that makes the world better. And it's just, it's one video at a time, literally, <laughs> to, yeah, to make the world a little bit less about me and a little bit more about we, exactly. <laughs> Yep, yep. We're all walking each other home towards uh, towards heaven. We're all walking each other home towards what's next, and we're passing through what's now. How are, how are we going to do that well? You know, we can do it well in our families. We can do it well in our friends. We can do it well for our physical health, but we can do it well with our vocation too. We can walk each other home through our vocation really well. I'm committed to finding new ways and new exciting ways to do that every day. So. Absolutely. So if anyone wants to reach out to you to work at Charter, to work with Charter, to get your advice, if they want to be an entrepreneur, is LinkedIn an okay way? Is that probably the easiest? Yeah, LinkedIn's absolutely a great way. That's that's perfect. Yeah. So just for anyone listening, it's Drew English. Uh, his company is just Charter and Company. Um, that should be enough, but they're headquartered in Wheaton, Illinois. Um, I'm sure between those three data points, it'll be easy to find them. 
And Drew, yeah, it, it's been a, a of yeah. neon sign, just like in the background. Look for neon signs. Really like neon signs. And if you see a profile with a neon sign, you've, you've found the right Drew English. Well, you know what's funny is uh, I have one of these little uh, RGB lights. Now, of course, it's not turning on. Um, <laughs> I actually love neon lights, too. It just kind of does yeah. the rotating colors. Yeah, it's very fun. Absolutely. Can't beat it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, Drew, th- this has been a real... Uh, I guess that's a, yeah, this shows I'm still an amateur interviewer. I, I uh, c- cut it off right before the closing. But this has been a real pleasure uh, having you on the show. We're super pumped about the stuff you guys are doing. I think a lot of the community that hopefully listens to this will keep coming alongside Charter and just keep up the amazing work and certainly just keep us posted how we can be a part of it. Absolutely. Thank you, Miles. It was a pleasure to be on today. A pleasure to share some of my story and hear a lot about what you're doing too. Thanks so much. Thanks again for listening to today's episode of Business Black Belts. Should you want to see more content on both the show, marketing, and business in general, feel free to check out my LinkedIn. Thanks.